0: The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masiket Chikalim has been dedicated by Dr. Isaac Meddeb and his wife Lily in memory of Moshe Ben-Nachel Man. We hope that the learning of the 22 Dapim of Masiket Chikalim will be a... Aeilu Neshama for the Neftar Moshe Ben Rachel Tehin Nishmatot Zerura B'tzolachayim. Amen. Amen. Daf Het. Today's Daf has been dedicated anonymously in honor of David Katz from Katz Yudeicha. Today's Daf is being studied Aeilu Nishmat Hacham Baruch Rafael Ben Miriam and Avraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanichem Begin Eden. Amen. We are. Starting on Dafchet, right on the top of the Daf. And we start with the words, Taman Tanina. We learned in a Mishnah in Masechet, Bechorot. Be'ehad be'elul, on the first day of Elul, Rosh Hashanah lemahaser be'hema that's considered the Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the year for Ma'asir Behema. Let's review again. A person has a flock of animals. So the halakha says that he has to give every tenth animal, he has to go bring it to uh, Yerushalayim, it's Kodesh, and he uh, eats it in Yerushalayim. So the issue over here is, when is the uh, cutoff point for Ma'asir? So the first opinion says, Rabbi Mi'ir, that the color point is Rosh Chodesh Elul. Which means that Halacha says you cannot give Ma'asir from one year to another year. So technically let's say uh, in, the, in, the, um, in the month of Elul was born to you, or the month of Av was born to you five animals. And then in the month of Elul was born another five animals. Those animals are not mistareff. The five animals that were born before Elul is last year. The five animals after Elul is next year. And if you don't take Ma'asir from one year to another year. So therefore we have to know when the cut-off point is for uh, Ma'asir. So that's the opinion of Rebimi'ir. Rabbi al-Azhar <laughs> v'Rabih Shem'on Umrim. al say, had They say, no, it's actually Rosh Hashanah. 1-3. Ben Azay Omer mitaserim mit'asirim Atzman Ben Azay has a third opinion, and he says that the uh, animals of Elul, they are taken ma'asir on their own. Which means Elul is its own month. And we will see exactly what this means. The Gemara. Now explains. Amar Rav. رف... Give the right text there. The right text on this would be. Amar Rabi Huna. Like we have it. Ta'amad Rabi Mi'ir. What's the logic of Rabi Mi'ir? Why he says that Rosh Hodesh Elul is the cutoff point for Masir Bihima which means until this point, uh, that's when uh, they give birth. Mikanda ilach which means until Elul, they're giving birth from uh, the last season, so to speak. After Elul, they're giving birth from the new season. Meaning like this. An animal, like a sheep, takes five months to give birth. That's the, uh, the period of birth. Now, if an animal will conceive in Adar, even the 29th of Adar, so it'll be Nisan, Iyar, Sivan, Tammuz, Av. So it will give birth, the latest, on the 29th of Adar. The 29th of Av. Now that would be if it conceived in Adar. Once it conceives in Nisan, automatically it's going to give birth after Elul. So therefore, technically the cutoff point is Nisan. So therefore, if it uh, conceives in Adar, it's one year. And if it conceives in Nisan, it would be the next year making the cutoff point elul and that's what the gemara means over here When the gemara says um ta'amad ribe me'ir, ad kanet mit matzot mit is there found or it's prevalent leled min to give birth from the old season bekan va'ila ken leled min hadashot Right? And from now on, after Rosh Hashanah's Elul, it's already from the new season, because they must have got impregnated from Nisan and on. That's the logic of his cutoff point. Now, Rabbi Yosef bar Rabbi Boon B'Shem Ravona, Ta'mad Rabbi L'Azav Rabbi Shimon. The reason for Rabbi L'Azav Rabbi Shimon that say, the cutoff point is Rosh Hashanah, because they quote a Pasuk in Tehilim. I'll tell you the full Pasuk. The full Pasuk reads La Veshu Kharim Hason Vaamakimat Fubar af Shiru. Now what is this Pasuk referring to Maasel Behema? So the Gibbalas Doresh. "Laveshu Veshu Karim Hason. Which means the son, the sheep, were wearing um uh karim. Karim would be uh like um little sheep. They were pregnant. They were wearing their pregnancy, so to speak. La veshu hason elu This is referring to the uh, uh, animals that get impregnated early in Adar. Va'amakim Amakim is referring to the later ones. That's uh, uh, the lason. That's the word. Ya'atfu means late. Like it says in the Pasuk in the Torah, v'a'atufim Lavan. That's the later ones. Ya'atfu bar, that means they get impregnated in Nisan when there's bar, when there's um, wheat in the fields. Already the fields have wheat in it. So we're talking about the early ones. harimason That's the ones that get impregnated in Nadal. Um V'amakim ya'atfu bar, and then you have the later ones that get impregnated when in the valleys there is Ba there is wheat. Now, Elul Afilot is referring to the ones that get impregnated in Nisan and and further. Now, uh, what's going to happen now? The ones in Adar are going to give birth before Elul. The ones in Nisan are going to give birth before Rosh Hashanah. Before Alif Tishri, they'll give birth. If it was impregnated even on the 29th of Nisan, it'll go all the way to the 29th of Elul. And what does the, the end of the Passook say? Yitru'a'u af yashiru. Now, the word Yitru'a'u uh, af yashiru means Yitru'a'u, they'll be friends. That both the early ones. And the later ones are friends. What does it mean they're friends? Meaning, Elu va Elu, Nikhnesul laddir, Lehit Asir. Both, the early ones and the later ones, are taken Maasir at the same time. And the word Af Yashiru, the Gemara makes a dirash on it as if it says, Af Yasiru. Meaning, Milashron Maasir. Yaasiru, they will be taken Maasir simultaneously. And therefore, what is that? on Aleph Tishli. And therefore according to the Azabir Bishim On, the way we're understanding over here is, both the early and the later are taken Maasir at the same time. So let's review the two she taught me had so far. The first opinion holds was Elul. That's really the cutoff. Meaning we make a khilukh between the ones that got pregnant in Adar to the ones that got pregnant in Nisan. They are not taken Maasir together. Those are considered two separate seasons. However, according to this opinion, no. The early ones, Adat, the later ones, Nisan, either way they're both going to be finished giving birth by the end of Elul, and therefore Rosh Hashanah, you could already include all of these animals together, and uh, take Maser from them. That's the logic of the second rabbis, and. It's based on a pasuk in Talim. Now the next shita. Amar ben Azai. Ben Azai actually makes a, com- uh, a compromise. O'il ve'elu omrim kach. Ve'elu omrim kach. Since the first rabbi say the cut-off is Elul. And the second rabbi say the cut-off is Tishri. So what does he say? let all the ones that are born in elul that's the Elulim, let them uh, be considered their own month that that month of elul does not combine with not the month before it and not the month after it b'Hamisha Hamisha Let's say you have five animals that are born in Av and five animals that are born in Elul or five animals in Elul and five animals in Tishri either scenario, the are two scenarios So the Gebarah says, Ein mistarfim. We do not mistarif Why? Because in this case over here, we have a makhluket which means when it comes to Av and Elul According to one opinion, it's considered two separate years. According to another opinion, it's considered the Savior. So in that case, when you have five in Av and five in Elul, we say what? You judge Elul on its own. Elul stands on its own if we only had five animals in Elul. You put Av with the previous months. Or, let's say Elul and Tishri, five and five. Well, according to uh, one opinion... Uh, uh, the cutoff point would be uh, Tishri according to another opinion, no anything after Elul is together so therefore, again, since we have a in that case, so we judge Elul separately so that's been Azai's opinion, he's actually making a compromise amongst the two opinions Odd palm. the first opinion says Kodesh, Elul is the cutoff point the second opinion says Kodesh, Tishri is the cutoff point so therefore he comes along and says because of that put the Elulim separately which means don't include Elul not with Av and don't include Elul not with Tishri and therefore anything that's born in the Elul you treat it alone and the Gemara continues the b'hamisha b'Tishri but let's say five were born in Av And five were born in Tishri So then already it would be mitzarif Because that's considered still in the same year Which means from uh, Tishri to Av Starting in Tishri From Tishri to Av That's all one year according to everybody So you have no question on that the problem is, once you get Elul involved, so Elul stands alone, according to Ben Azai, doesn't go with the month before, and it doesn't start up with the month after. So those are the three she taught, they're a very fundamental, and again, to the Bimeir, the Biel Azam and the and Ben Azai. <laughs> Kavz <Khabar> Gibran says, Ben Azai Machria al-devre talmidav, Ghebron says, hold it. Rabbi Me'ir and Rabbi Shimon were students of Ben-Azai. Now, it doesn't make sense that he would uh, try to make a compromise between his students' opinion. If anything, he would listen to his students' opinion, and then give a clear halakha, whichever shita makes sense. Usually, the rabbi doesn't um, have to make a balance between the opinions of the student. Usually, the rabbi is able to say, this opinion makes more sense, and the halakha will be as such. So it doesn't make sense why he would be over here a makhriya. That's the Kibberah's question. Then azai Machriya al-davret talmidav? Kibberah says, Atah rabbi yirmiyav rabbi meyasha, beshem rabbi shamo'er barbi yitzhak, sheken because this was not only a mahalukkah between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Al-Azhar Rabbi Shimon, this mahalukkah was a mahalukkah of the previous generation of Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Akiba. Now those were actually the rabbis of Ben Azai. So therefore, he could not give a P'sak on who was right, so therefore it was machle. We thought it was only a by the students. Now we see those avot the fathers of the world, means the great Hakamim, the fathers of wisdom. Who was that? The Bishmael the Rabbi Akiva. Now comes the gemara to comes out Ben Azai Haver v'Talmid Talmud the Rabbi Akiva. We must say that the relationship between Ben Azai and the Rabbi Akiva was not only student, but it was. Student slash um, colleague. Student slash haver. Why? Why would you say that? Because, If you're going to say it was just as Rabbi, The way uh, Ben Hazai referred to the Mahluk and he said, Since they say this and they say that, so I'll say something in the middle. The Gemara says, if it was his rabbi, does he refer to his rabbi as they? He would say, <laughs> He wouldn't refer to them as rabbi. The, the fact, exactly, the master. And The fact that he just says, Hu What is elu? You talk about rabbi Akiva? elu? So therefore must be from there you see he was indeed a talmid haver. <laughs> Gemara says, Rabbi abun, he proved the relationship between Ben Azai to Rabbi Akiva from the following. From where? From actually a Mishnah in Masichet, Baba Batra. Now, Rabbi Akiva over there said a Deen. It's not important what the Deen was. He said a halacha. Uh, Amar Ben Azai. So Ben Azai told B'Aqibah, Ala halukin anu Ela Which means, over there, uh, the Tanakama of that Mishnah held that there's a vahloqin in certain cases, and in other cases, betelelah betshamai agree. Whatever the case is. So Akiva came along and said, that what? Even in the case that Talakamah says everybody agrees, I say they're arguing on that case as well. So Ben Azai says, we have already a hard time understanding the fact that they agree with Talakamah said. And now you're coming along to say that even on the stuff that they agree, they argue? Which means you're coming to answer the to the makhlukit, you're extending the makhlukit over there, that not only the, 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 the even the Tala that they agree on, you want to come along and say, that bin al Shammai, argue, so he comes along The gemara says. Again, wa'amalu bin ala halukin anu miztaharim. We're ready miztaharim on the fact of Tala makes the makhlukit now you want to come along and say even on the stuff that Tala says they're agreeing you want to say that Betlam and are arguing because if you said that it's only his rabbi which means it's not Derek Eris to talk to him that you came you came along he would have said Rabbi, or Ya Rabbeinu, etc. So it's another proof that you see the relationship between Ben Azai and Rabbi Akiva. Then the Gameran continues. Taman, tainina. We learned in the Mishnah, in Masyid, Bechorot. Now again, the cut-off point for Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Shimon from Masir, B'emaz, Ma'as, when? Rosh Hashanah. Right? Aleph Tishri. Okay, the Gemara says, "Kol nuladim, me'ahad b'tashri, Ad Istri in b'tishah hare Elul misdarfim. Good, from Aleph Tishri to twenty-nine Elul, that's all considered one fiscal year for Ma'asir, BeEmah, and therefore they're all able to be misdarf. Now, hamisha lefnei rosh Hashana, Mahamisha leharo Hashana em mistarfim Exactly. You have five born in Elul, five born in Tishri. This is already considered two separate years. We do not mistaref, because you're taking old and new. And therefore, that is Asur. Now, it should be pointed out, that the chidush over here is, is that don't think, even though we learned in mishnah that at three points of the year, before Pesach, before Shavuot, before Sukkot, according to some opinions, that's when they used to settle up on their ma'asir. Correct, which They didn't take Ma'asair once a year. They would do it at three intervals during the year. Don't think that those intervals are considered cut-off points. No, it's one year to Ma'asair. It's from Tishri until the 29th of Elul. It's just that they broke it down at three points of the year. But don't think that you cannot take, let's say, Ma'asair from the stuff before Pesach to the stuff before Shavuot. No, no, no. That, that's just a, a time that they divvied it. But really it's all considered one year. Remember we learned that three times a year they would divide the ma'asaf? Don't think that those are cutoff points. That you cannot take from before and after. No. It's one year and it's just the three times that's when they tell them. That's the endush of the statement. Now, the gibberah says, Hamisha, and here's the proof of it, the goren would be the time where they would Take the Masir. So five before the Gordon, five after the Gordon, it's considered Mitzaref. Because it's still within the year of Masir. The Gordon is that period ah. of the year that they used to take the uh, Masir. Now, uh, we learned why then would they have separate uh, times of the year to do the Masir. So we learned because we wanted to have animals prevalent to sell for the uleta galim. Mm-hmm. Because even though you're allowed to eat the animals before you give your maasir beima, but people would not shuhit their animals until they settled up. So therefore what happened is right before Pesach, a lot of animals now became available on the market because that's what they had to give their maasir, as well as shavuot and as well as sukkot. But not that that makes it the cutoff that if the animals were born before Pesach and before Shavuot, that they're separate accounts. No, it's all one account. It's just that we did it for the convenience of having the animals um, available. Amar <speaking in Hebrew> right, Rabbi Yosa. Rabbi Yosa came along and said, <speaking in> Hada <Hebrew> o From this Mishnah, we learn, Maasir Behema lo asu lo kehanat. Velo kishlish Okay, let's review Trees When we talk about The obligation to give Ma'asair uh, Let's say from the fruit From the perot Perot ta'ilan So we said like this There's a mahluket what is different opinions What's the uh, Fiscal year for maaser Perot Let's say the cutoff point is two bishvat. That's Rosh Hashanah le'ilanot, and therefore the Adim will tell you that you cannot take Ma'asir from one year on fruit of a previous year. You have to take the Ma'asir from that year. Cutoff point being two bishvat. Now, what has to happen by two bishvat for the fruit to be considered as part of the previous year? So, exactly, one opinion says hanata. So long as the fruit came out like the budding of the fruit by Rosh Hashanah by Tubishvat it's considered ready the previous year if it buds after Rosh Hashanah after Tuba that's considered the following year so it goes after what's called call the Hanata okay now Legabe wheat and uh, olives the opinion says we go according to Shlish what does Shlish mean? So long as it grew, one-third of its growth, that's when it becomes edible. And that's already the cutoff point, which means if before Tu it reached the shlish, that's considered before Tu That's one year. If it grew a shlish after, that's considered after. So those are basically the two uh, gauges, the Inyan Ma'asir Pirot. Is it Hanata, or is it shlish? So the governor wants to say, applying those principles to Ma'asir Behemah, which we're talking about. None of those are the barometers. Not Hanata and not Shlish. Why? How, how would we how do we translate Hanata to Maaser Behemah? Uh, how would we translate Shlish to Maaser Beheimah? So the Gemara says. Now we start. Amar Biusa, hada omirit zot omirit Maaser lo asu otah. Lo Which means they didn't treat it not according to Hanata and not according to Shlish. And he explains. Because if you're going to say that it goes after the Hanata, litni ad Which means we learnt According to, let's say, uh, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Azar. We said, any animal that was uh, born, born from Aleph to the 29th of Elul. If you go with Hanata, Hanata would be considered like conception. <coughs> so therefore the statement would have been, any animal that was conceived from Aleph Tashri to the 29th of Elul. Because that's already like the, like the body, that's already... So the fact that we said kol ha and we didn't say kolam ha so that shows we're not going with the concept of hanata. Right now, it just say kol ha me'ubarin mahal tishvad eshev eshev in elul. Good. V'in teimar and if you tell me we're going with shlish, litni kol ha ad asefim u'shna'im be we should have gave the cutoff point twenty two Elul. Well, Where do we get twenty two Elul from? Because like this. What's the logic of shlish? That's when the animal becomes. That's when the fruit become edible. When it grows the shlish of its growth. Now we have a law that says by an animal, you're not allowed to bring it as a korban until eight days. Um, yom ishe so therefore, until eight days, the animal is considered, let's say, not edible. Not, not for Qurban. Not for so therefore, technically, run would the cutoff point be? Anything that's born by 22 Elul, so by Rosh Hashanah, it'll be ready. But after 22 Elul, it's born on the 23rd of Elul, it's not going to be that for kurban until after Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, that would be already a different year. So if you were going with shlish, the cutoff would have been 22 Elul. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's review again. If it was Hanata, Hanata would have went after conception. And therefore the statement would have said, any animal that conceives, meaning, even if it conceived on the 29th of Elul, and it didn't get birth till after Rosh Hashanah, I would say that's considered from the previous year. That's not considered, uh, you know, the next year, because the conception was done before. But it didn't say that. It, said it has to be born already. So that's not going after... Hanata. If your time is going after Shlish, no, Shlish means when it becomes edible. Or Raui for Hakraba. Then already the cutoff point would have been 22 Elul. Because at 22 Elul already, it'll make it uh, Raui Lakrabah by Rosh Hashanah. But after 22 Elul, it will not be Raui. But we didn't say that. We said you can technically go all the way until Aleph to Shli. So if it's not going after Shlish. That's the Gebaraz uh, comparison. Now, Comes to Gimara and says, Rabbi Shammai b'shem." I have uh, Rabbi Bibai We have Rabbun? Okay, I changed it. Rabbi Shammai b'shem Rabbi Boon, Rabbi Hayyah. He comes along and says, Kishlish Asu Ota. Really, it's following the rule of a Shlish. Oh yes, the question then If it's slish, it should wow. end at 22 So he says Which means we'll say Rabbi shimon is following his opinion wow. He says clearly wow. That even an animal That's, that's lacking zman meaning lacking's man, it's less than eight days old, meaning even on day one of its birth, from its birth, it goes into the pen and is already um, uh, valid for maasir, which means the kidushah of maasir beema is immediate from when the animal is born. Meaning, if a person, let's say, uh, uh, put a moom, put a blemish in the animal on day one, it's considered putting a moom in Ma'asir, and therefore you would get Malkut. Or mm. well, let's say you sheared the animal. That's considered Ma'asir, and therefore you'll get Malkut. Which means he holds over there you don't have to wait the eight days. Meaning day one is considered Slish. Day one is considered Slish. Day one is considered viable for Ma'asir. So technically we can say it like this uh-huh. That which the Bishim on said. That, is good. that which the Bishim on said that it goes until Aleph Tishri, and he didn't say 22 because he doesn't hold in his 8-day uh... item that you have to wait for the that mm-hmm. he says it's Kodesh immediately so therefore technically day one is considered Shlish, shlish. so according to this Rabbi he said we're going with Shlish it's just that the Shlish would not back you up 8 days that the Kiddush of Ma'asid is yes. immediate Good? Now, So this was said by Rabbi Shamay. Right? Mm-hmm. So Rabbi Mana got up uh, and he came to speak to Rabbi Shamay about what he just said. Mm-hmm. He says like this. Mm-hmm. So Rabbi Mana asks him, There's <laughs> different ways of reading this word. Did you say this Hidush? Is this your Hiddush over here? Or some say it as Hada milta. Did you say this Not this uh, novel He said like, how can you say that Well, some have the text in. Some add the words He told them yes I did say it And then he tells them He called them back Taman What are you talking about We learned in Masiket B'khorot Bin Azai Omer mit asrim like we learned, Ben-Azai was the Makhriya. Yes. He put Elul okay, on its own. Elul doesn't misturve with Av, mm. and it's not misturve with Tishri. So the Gemara says, "Lo mm. When he said Elul, what does Elul mean? Up until the 29th of Elul. Meaning up until the end of Elul. Now, Are you going to say, Ben-Azai, kirabishim on Velo, Kerebanan? Which means like this. Rabbi Shimon is the one that said that an animal becomes viable immediately. The rabbis who argue with the Shimon say, you got to wait eight days. Now, I don't have a problem to say the Shimon holds like himself. It's a shita. But Ben Azai, in that mahluket between Hachamim and Rabbi Shimon, who's he taking? He has to be taking shitaat Hachamim, Correct? He has to say that you have to wait at least 8 days before you can give ma'asir mihema. Ben is not going to take a da'at Right? Good. But still, what did he say? He said that all the Elulim are considered separate. Now, if he would say all the Elulim are separate, we understand him to mean up until 29 ilul. According to you, it should have been what? 22. Right. Ela, because if you're holding like uh, the Bishamon that says that the eight day you know, the, and all that, ela, ela, Why? Because we don't go like the Bishamon. Yeah. Right. right? Because, yeah. because the Mishmon is immediate. Yeah. If you hold like the Rabbanan, right. which holds you need the eight days, how do you understand Ben Hazai? Right? You sh- why did you say twenty nine? It should have said till twenty two. That okay. was the question that Bimana asks. Uh, Rabbi Shammai mm-hmm. He says, I'm not bothered by the way you interpreted Rabbi Shimon, Fine. But you got to be consistent Once you explain the Rabbi Shimon, You got to understand Ben-Azai in the same light mm-hmm. Now, Ben-Azai said mm-hmm. Simply, means the whole month you have How could you have the whole month? Rabbi Shammai is going like Rabbi Shimon, <laughs> But Ben-Azai is not going like Rabbi Shimon. ben Azai must be going like mm-hmm. the And the banana, the ones that say you need eight days at least before it becomes valid for maasir. Eight days, then she should have said already 22. So what do you have to say? So you have to say something. You have to say a logic. And what's the logic going to be? He's going to say it like this. The logic is going to be that so long as if it was born, uh, let's say, even after the 22nd, right? Even after the 22nd, but it was born in Elul, even though it didn't become legal until after Tishri, we're going to consider it Elul. Oh. We're going to split the hairs over here. Oh. We're going to say that, granted, it doesn't become valid for Ma'asir until after Rosh Hashanah, if it's one after 22 Elul. Right? right? But you know what? Which fiscal year are we going to count it for? But We're going to count it for the fiscal year of what? Elul. So it's like you're playing it on both ways. Which is really, he holds like, Hachameen. You need the eight-day period. So let's say it becomes valid on 6th to right. But that animal that becomes valid 6th to Shri, You can have it with animals of the previous elul. Which is, you know what they would do? They would, on purpose, uh, Leave some animals in elul that they didn't take ba'asir from. Stuff that was born before, let's say, in the 15th of elul, early. Okay. They would take, let's say, they would leave five, six animals. So they didn't take ma'asir. Anything that was born after 22, that already would take you into after Tishri, right? So those animals that say that they became viable on six Tishri, they would mistsaraf them with some of the early animals of Elul. Now you have ten, they would take ma'asir. So therefore, you were able to go into the 29th of Elul technically, However, it didn't become viable till somewhere in Tishri. But still, you can start effort. through that's going to be the logic of Ben Azai, why he said are and that's why he said you don't have to go to twenty-two. He took you all the way until twenty-nine. Let's read that inside. You might as well play it inside. What's your question? Oh, but isn't that the well, that's next year. Well, that. no, that's the hadush. Till now, we thought that if the if the if the Validity takes place in Tishri, that's a separate year. Now we're learning no. So long as the birth took place in Elul even though the validity of the Ma'asid took place after Tishri, you follow the birth. That's the way we're explaining, and that's why he didn't say 22. Now, let's read that inside. So therefore, Nabi Manah uh, is still talking. So you're going to be forced to say, actually we're going to read the geresa over here of the taklin hadin. Okay, it's okay. so actually taklin hadin gra the Mishulam. amar al de azay manihan haba im Just like for Ben Azay, you're going to say mm-hmm. that you wait until the uh, next season till it becomes lawi. however it's mit'asir with Bnei Elulim it's mit'asir with the previous previous year Ken At Amar al so I'll say the same things for the rabbis meaning Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Al-Azad Manihan Nashana Ba'a V'ehen mit'asirim in Bnei Shenatan I can say that what? that really according to um Rabbi Shimon, I don't have to say that they're necessarily holding that what they that have to say shlish and therefore it's what immediate mm-hmm. I can really hold like I'm saying in Ben Hazai, that they hold like to the Rabbanan that say what to the Rabbanan that say you need eight days mm-hmm. but so what? the reason why they said you can go until the uh, 29th of Elul mm-hmm. is because I don't care if it's born if it becomes valid after why just was, like in Ben Hazai, his kind of point is what? He says, are separate." That means what? Anything born in Elul goes with Elul, even though it becomes valid in Tishri, you put it in Elul. I said the same thing in other rabbis. It'll be lazat. I'll say what when he said you have until Tishri. Tishri means you have until the 29th ninth of Elul, not the twenty second. I'll tell you, you, have until the twenty ninth, not because, not because he holds the validity is immediate. I can say even if the validity is like the Rabbanan that's not till 8 days later. But so what? So it'll become valid 7 to Mm 3? But the 7 to 3 item is mistarif backwards with the month of Elul. Like I explained to you what they would do. They would leave some of the animals in Elul untithed say six animals, let's say, for argument's sake,s then they would take the four that became valid after. Now you have the six and the four. Mister, and take the Masir. All the point of the Gemara is Rabbi Manas trying to tell Rabbi Shammai, why were you forced <coughs> to explain that when it said you have until Aleph Tishri, you have to say that it's going with the opinion of Shlish, and you have to say that they hold that the validity is immediate. And therefore, it's 29 to, Shri, to Elul, and immediately it becomes valid. I can argue and tell you, no. Maybe they hold that it goes with the eight-day waiting period. I mean, you need to wait to it becomes valid as a Kurban. I mean, just like uh, by the Masir Perot, It's got to have uh, a shlish to become valid. Also, you tell me, it happens to become valid like that, so I got to go to 22. Say, no, just like by Ben Azai. He gave you the whole Elud. He didn't tell you anything 22 and why? Because the Pshat is, as long as it's born in Elud, and it becomes valid later, you put it back to Elud. Same thing in the Rabbis. I'll tell you, that since it was born by 29 Elud, even though it didn't become valid till Seven. after, it still goes back to the original, previous years. So that's all Rabbi Manas arguing against Rabbi Shammai. Okay, comes okay. the says, what comes out of this what we just said Amar Abihiyah from what the Bimana is teaching us we learn Zotomeret Yamim Shebechor Mehusar Zeman which means the days that the that, that a Bechor okay now we're applying this to Bechor till now we're talking about Maasir we're going to apply the same thing to a Bechor what's a Bechor an animal that's born is considered first born is Kadosh you have to take it to Yerushalayim and you have to give it to the Kohen now we're going to say the same thing by a Bechor. A Bechor that was born, now first eight days you cannot bring it as a no. Korban. Now Bechor has the same uh, dinim over here, that what you have to give the Bechor within its year. You can't give a Bechor in the following year. So now the question is going to, to be that you have a Bechor that was born, it's less than eight days, right, let's say before Tishri and then it's going to become uh, valid as a Kurban Amen. after so the Ma'asah says which means let's take a case where by waiting the eight days I have arguments sake let's say there's no off point for Bechor Bechor has to be brought within the first year of its birth there's not a date it's the first year of the animals, the Bechor once you get to the second year it's not a Bechor anymore so let's give a case The uh, the Bechor was born. It was born the 25th of Elul, for argument's sake. So technically, you have until when? The 25th of Elul, the next year, to bring it as a Bechor. Oh, but even though, when does it become La'ui? Not until somewhere in Tishri, Al-Tamit Tishri. Kamash ma'lan that we say that the year is starting in Elul. Don't pick, take the year of what it becomes valid for Qurban. Just like we're saying over here, that the validity of the Qur'an is not when the uh-huh. Maaseer hits. It's before, so say the same thing by bechor. Like, like the proof to each other. Correct. So there was merit, Yamim Sha Bekhor Zman me meaning the eight days, the eight days that is lacking, Olin lo letok shenato. But it counts for his first year. And just like Maasir Behemah, it goes after the birth So too Bechor goes after the birth Amar bimana Amar Yuna, Abba shama'la minhada Abba Learned this um, Principle by Bechor From the following pasuk Kol asher yivaled Hazachar takdish By any Bechor that was born From the males Takdish you have to Sanctify Hack it's But what does this mean over here? Hmm. We have to sanctify it. Bechor is already sanctified from the womb. Yeah. it comes out. What do you mean, Tagdish You have to sanctify it. It's sanctified from the beginning. So the Gemara says, mm-hmm. B'Sha'at At Lo Shana. Mm-hmm. Which, exactly. Which, God to say, the Kiddushav, the Bechor begins from birth. As opposed to eight days later. So technically we learned the Deen of b'aser and we applied it to the Deen of Bechor. Clear? Yes. Okay, now... We go to the next Mishnah. Okay, you ready? Halakha bet. Matnitim. Bishalos kupot, shalos, shalos, se'in, tormin Okay, we learned that they used to collect the Mahasit HaShekel. And the Mahasit HaShekel, they would put in a big box in Yerushalayim. And three times a year, they would empty those boxes into three smaller kupot. And it was from those three smaller boxes that they would uh, go by the kudbenos of sibur. So again, There was three boxes shil shalos that each one was shalos sein. That was the measure of the box. Tormin They would empty out the shikadi into those boxes. alif bed gimal. And in each box is a letter gimal. The that was written in Greek. Katu, alphabeta alpha, beta, gamma. Yeah. And it, it depends what language they the they spoke. He that they spoke uh, Greek at that time. Now, why would they have to number them at all? So the dean is that they would want to spend the money in the order that they were emptied in the box. Boxes first. So therefore, the the, the, the not as as they collected it because they collected it. There's no way to know which shekel was collected. They didn't you know, put a date on each shekel but when they emptied it into the boxes to spend so they emptied it into box A, box B C. so they wanted to spend the, the proceeds in box A first, and then box B and then box C e in order to give precedence to the way it was emptied out. Now when the Kohen would go in to empty out the boxes, we were concerned that nobody should think that he's taking any of the Alim for himself yeah, no pocket. so therefore the Gemara is going to say the different uh, laws that they made to ensure that there's no suspicion against the Kohen that's emptying out the Shekalim. So it says, the, the one The one's emptying out the Shekalim cannot enter the uh, place. Lo hafut. He cannot wear a, a shirt that has a hem on the bottom of it. Right. Why? Because we're concerned that the, there's a hem. People will say, I'm probably wearing the hem and he's stashing uh, Shekalim in the hem and he's taking it. <laughs> They no the sandal, that's another a deen. Yeah. He cannot go with shoes because you do not to go to, how to buy it wearing shoes. So that's a a a separate a separate deen. right? Socks would be the same thing. They even tefillin he cannot walk in. Because they'll say he's putting the tefillin in the box. He's putting the shekarim in the box. Wow. And therefore, you know, that's why he wants to uh, undo the stitching and stick them in there. They're not be Again, nor can he go with a pouch like a kamiya, right. the amulet, because he could undo the amulet and stick the shekarim in there. Now, what's the concern? So the Mishnah says, yaani." We're worried that the guy, the guy might lose his money. He might become poor. Now what are the people going to say? Just stop. If us say he goes poor, what are the people going to say? The Yomru, Me'avon al Of course, because he stole from the nishka, so from the treasury, that's why he got poor. Or Or maybe he become rich. The Yomru, Mitrumat al Oh, this guy, of course, where did he get all this money from? He's taking all the Shekalim. So therefore, She'adam Sarikh Latset Yedeh Biryut. A person has to be clean. Uh, in the eyes of people mm-hmm. Just like he has to be clean And he has to fulfill the obligations towards God right. He has to fulfill his obligations towards men right. So the Pasuk says when the uh, Jewish people Were settling in Israel mm-hmm. And the tribes of Gad and the Uven mm-hmm. Came along and they asked to stay On the other side uh, You know with their families yeah. So the Moshe Rabbeinu tells Um that you staying on the other side looks very suspicious it looks like you, it's, it's out of disdain right. to Israel. or it looks like you don't want to you don't want to fight so therefore Moshe to put strict regulations on you have to come fight with us and you have to you know uh, uh, be with your uh, people etc and the Pasuk tells them which means he told them you have to be clean in the eyes of God and in the eyes of Israel now, the Khamim I mean bring another Pasuk over here. Because don't think Moshirman was just giving him good advice. <laughs> okay, it's a nice idea. Perce- worry about the perception. Okay. The next Pasuk says, <laughs> Your actions have to find favor, not only in the eyes of God, but also they have to be favorable in the eyes of men. Yeah. So therefore, the Kohen that went in, he has to be above the suspicion. Okay. Now, let's review quickly a. Mishnah that we learned in Masich Shabbat. We learned that Shabbat, a person has, let's say, in his, uh, his house, in his uh, warehouse, for example, or storage area, kupot. He has boxes. Boxes with merchandise, whatever is in there. Now, Shabbat, he needs room in that area for guests, or he needs to set up the midrash so the people can sit and learn. So the Mishnah said, he's allowed to move four or five of these boxes on Shabbat and clear them out and set up, uh, you know, a sitting area. The Hadushah of the Mishnah over there was, even though it's a Terhah, to carry these four or five boxes, but the Tzorek Bet the Midrash or the or Urchim, we don't worry about Terhah. So the Gevara is going to ask over here, how big were these kupot? Then we, we, what's the size of these kupot? So what, the, what I was going to say is, well, from there we don't know, but from here we do know. Mm-hmm. So, Yilmod Satum Min Furash We'll learn the unknown from the known. Since we're learning over here that each one of the kupot that were in the Lishka, how big were the kupot? They held Shano so therefore must be the kupot that we talk about in Masik Shabbat, Each one is able to Saeen. We read that inside. We learnt over the Masak Chabbat. A person is allowed to move four or five boxes, and we're not worried about it because we need it for his guests or for the bet Midrash What is the Shi'ud of these kupot? Nilmod Satum We could learn Satum, the unknown from the you known or the explicit etanikos, we learned in our in a brayta, bishalos kupo, teshalos shalos sein. Right, there was three kupo that each kupo was three sein shehen, tishah sein. All the three boxes equal nine shehen, b'slim b'shevah sein, which altogether came to twenty-seven sein. How? Because they fill the boxes three times a year. So therefore, three times, nine would be 27. So therefore, Stam Kupa is Shalosh Sein. Now, so to the Kupa, and Shabbat is also Shalosh Sein. Now, why would it have to tell me the Hezbon, you get up to 27? Stam, why would the bride have to give me that calculation? Because the Deen is that in order to, the minimum amount of shikam that has to be spent on the Korbanot Seibur is at least 27 Sein of Shikalim. After you spend 27 se'in, then already the rest of the shekalim they can fall into motar shekalim. They can fall into the shiara, shirayim, in the leftovers. So they tell you the minimum amount that has to be spent is 27. Now, and it says on them, we just have to have... Uh, the letters, Alebet gi ma-lomad, mistapik, Lishona kodem le shinia, the kodem shinishit. Right? In order that you spend them in order that they were emptied out. Now, once the Gemara used the style of learning something that was satum from the Meforash, the Gemara now is going to give you another example of that we learned something that was unknown from something that was known. And that's something we learned in Masih al as well. We learned the Masih of shabbat that carrying on Shabbat is forbidden. Yeah. And each item uh, has a specific shi'ur uh, on, uh, of what to be hayav, carried. So the Gebra over there said, Tenan uh, tanina. We look at the Shabbat, the Mishnah. Hamotzi yayin. A guy carries yayin on Shabbat. Or he goes from, uh, you know, Bishut Trabim to the shuta Yahid. What's the shi'ur? So the Mishnah said, Kedem is kos The amount of wine that's used when... Person makes dilution. Mm. You have to remember the olden days. Of course they would dilute their wine. But it doesn't tell us what the shi'ud is. It just says Kademizigat. How much is Kademizigat? Mm. So the Gemara says, the Bizi Kama shel Well, what's the shi'ur of a koss? So we know exactly the shewit of wine. Okay. So the Gebra says, mm-hmm. Again, we'll learn the unknown from the explicit. Mm-hmm. The tani, we learned in a, a arba that's by Pesach. Yeah. The four kosot that they said, Yeshnan bivi'it shelyayin bittalki. It has a revi'it of wine. Meaning all four cups all together have a revi'it. That means each cup has a rova mm-hmm. revi'it. A mm-hmm. quarter of a revi'it. As we learned, they would dilute the wine three to one. So therefore, each cup would end up with a rivi'it of of wine. But it would be pure wine, rova rivi'it, plus the three parts dilution. Altogether, in all four cups, you would have a rivi'it of pure wine. So the shi'ur on Shabbat for carry would be rova rivi'it. And so we learned satum, mina meforash. Rabbi says, amar <laughs> be yosef. mishum. Rabbi Yohanan Rabbi Yudai That Mishnah That we said That the shi'ur on Shabbat Is That is following Rabbi Yudai How do we know The Tani Because we have a brighter Maim Guy carries water on Shabbat What's the shi'ur Kedai Gimia I mean the amount Normally that a person swallows In one shot Okay It's less than that would be less than a cheek, cheek fill. And it's also certainly less than a revi'it. So the water is the shoot of a, we'll call it a gulp. Okay? Rabbi Uda'amir says, no. In order to mix it and smear the kilor. Kilor was an eye ointment. So they used to put some water in the kilor in order to make it moist. Uh, exactly, moist. So they could smear it on their eyes, the paste. So that's the shi'ud. Okay? Now, when it comes to Yayin on Shabbat, Kede Gamiya. Tanaka says the Shi'ud is what? A gulp. The Umir, Again, the Shi'ud would be how much wine do you have in order to make Miziga? So the Gemara says. So so what do you see here? That the biuda is the opinion of Kedemizigatakos. Because he's the one that says that in the Ibrahim. So the Mm -hmm. Mishnah that says Kedemizigatakos is the biuda. Now to give us a question. Mazug bekama. Which means we only learnt Yayin Hai. What about diluted wine? What's the shi'ur of wine that's already diluted, carrying it? On Shabbat. What is going to be the shi'ud? Ya you me it's So the Gemara says, mazug bekama," Which means, are you going to tell me like this? Are you going to tell me it's a full revi'it? Are you going to have the full measure? Or maybe you'll tell me, even me ah, maybe even less. So the Gemara says, nishma'ina min hada." Well, we can learn it from the bride today. he just quoted me. Mayim kedegamia. He said, "Water, the shoot is what a gulp." The mer kidei nashu'p per takilot. Okay, the b'udal says enough to put in the eye ointment. Next one, Kedegamia. Yayin kedegamia. Wine, this shoot is what a gulp. That's going to turn a calamari. The mer kidei mizigat takos. The shoot is going to be mizigata takos. Now let's analyze. Good. Let's analyze the proof. The proof is like this. If yayin hai, what's the shi'ur? Kedem is he got the cost to get it to a full ravi'it. Mm-hmm. So you see, obviously the anyan is what? is considered the shi, the shi'ur, Hashuf. Mm-hmm. And that's why yayin hai is roba rabid to get you to a mm-hmm. full rabid. Now, when you're going to tell me, you actually have the wine itself. You can't tell me that it's going to be kedem, gimme a because if it's kineh gimme then why did high have to go to a, a right. Yain Hai should be less as well. Mm-hmm. Meaning if the Shi'ul Khashoub of Yain Mazug is, is less than a then Yain Hai should be less than a Rubarvi'8. Right. From the fact that the Yain Hai you were trying to say the amount that gets you to a Shi'ul Hashub, so then when you get to Yain mazug the shoe is gonna be a be Shi'ul Hashub has got to be at least a if it cannot be less. So the Gamaraz concludes that's correct that Yair Khayroba Rivi'it yain Mazug Rivi'it Good? Yeah. Kamsi okay, Gibran says Now we just have some questions regarding the cost of yain. Shotgun questions One question after the next And Gibran says Al-Kus What's the shi'ud of the Kus? Filil Pesach Meaning You told me The Shi'ud is rova uh, Rivi'it Of or ayeve revi'it avyayin ait alki. Put together the four kosot, comes out ayeve revi'it avyayin ait italki, Now, obviously, to them that was a measure that was no. known. So the Gemara is saying, but interpret that into our uh, the conversion. into our conversion exactly. What is rova revi'it yayin ait italki, So the Gemara says, kamashi orosel kos, Rabbi Avin Amar, titarton urbiyah. Uh, They are a shiur called a titarton A titarton and a quarter Would be considered a rivi'it Ha'itarki of the olden days Okay, next question Ma'u l'shtotan b'khrakh E'had Okay, first question Could you drink them back to back? Could you drink the kosot just one after the other? Or do you have to drink them One for the kiddush, then you have to say Then you have to say the katamazon, Then you have to say the uh, alel so the Gemara says, have to say on the Pesah, if you heard it in the synagogue, you'll say, Hada Amra, Im For me, you'll learn that if you drink back to back, you're okay. Because that means yeah, yeah, no, not out of order. Back to back. Why? You said Halil in Shul That means you're not gonna say Halil on the night of Pesach That means right after the cosmic Amazon what are you doing? You're not saying hallel again because you did. What are you doing? You're just going to drink the fourth course. So you see what you're drinking, the kosot, back to back without any in between, without any uh, ceremony, right? From the fact that we said you can be yotzei hallel in the shul, that means you're not saying hallel in the seder. That means because we got the that's <laughs> course three. Right after course three, You did hallel like the course four. I drink. it. So you see what simultaneous is okay. Back to back is okay. Next question. Which means, are you able to drink it with interruptions? Meaning, you drink a, a, a gulp, you wait, you drink another gulp, you wait. Or well, do you have to drink it without a hot? That's the Gibraltar's question. So the amru says, Which means, did they come along and say that you have to drink it in a way that you're going to get drunk? On the contrary, which means, look, we see the rabbis wanted to drink and not get drunk. What's the proof? They told you you're not allowed to drink any cups between the third and the fourth. Why? Because they didn't want you to get drunk. And therefore, the assumption, if you drink it, it brings drunkenness. And therefore, therefore, if you drink it, even in uh, in spurts, it's not going to be considered a drinking of drunkenness, and therefore you will be yourself. Next question Okay Different ways of learning this question We'll learn it uh, according to one of the shito Ya'in eat the Wine from the grapes of The shimitayir It's asur to have From the uh, from... Fruit or the produce of The Shemitahir. So the shira is like this Can you be your with ya'in Now what's the argument You can argue and say that even though it's a susut of but mitzvot, the mitzvot are not considered having ana'ah, that's not a personal anaa. that's for the mitzvah. So the, um, that's one way of learning. Another way of learning is uh, that some say that there's a mitzvah to eat, personally, the perot of eat and not destroy them. They're kodesh. Perot of are kodesh. You have to eat them. So the question is like this: Is a hayuf to eat them? If there's a hayuf to eat them, so you cannot fulfill one hayuf with another hayuf. I have a hayuf already standing on perot shiv to eat to eat. Now I want to kill two birds with one stone. I want to fulfill my hayuf to eat them before destroying them, and I'll use it for yayin of uh, leil pesach. So the Gemara answers: Tari de boshaya You You have no problem either. Shita. Again the, 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 the yayin of shiva'it, there is a point where it becomes a subhana'a. But until that time because a subhana'a, then already it's mitzvah to eat it. So therefore either you're saying one mitzvah cannot fulfill another mitzvah, or do you say no, after the sha'at isood, it's can I use it for uh, uh yain? You can. Why? Because mitzvah not that only title. Those are the two ways of learning. Next question. Mao that's it Okay, we go quickly. Can you use the kosot with a type of wine that's called kunditin? That's a wine that has spices in it. Mm-hmm. Is it considered wine or not? Mm-hmm. And the fact that we learned in the Barkapara that says kunditin is indeed like wine. From there, we learn that you can be yotzei with the Yang called Konditin. Next question: said which means let's say you uh, diluted the wine more than the normal dilution. Meaning, we know three to one. Let's say it is four to one, five to one. And what's the uh, cutoff point in dilution to be yotzei of the wine? Whether they are live, meaning not diluted, uben mezugin which means the barometer of here is it 's got to have ta'am yain. Now, ta'am yain means that it needs a little dilution because when it 's totally non diluted it 's very strong that even takes away from Tam yain so I have to have a little dilution just to give it ta'am yain, mm-hmm. but what, it can be diluted so much so long as it still has but I guess after you pour a lot of water, it starts to look like water. So it still have to have the color. So you need time and money. So they even more dilution than 3 to 1 would be considered kasher. Next question. Amar Rabi Mirya. Oh, next statement. Midzvaal Latzit Biyayin Adom. Red wine is preferred. Shana Amar. Al-tele yayin adam yitaddam bakos. So you see that the ikar yayin is red. Tani, yayin mibushal. Wine that is mevushal, meaning they cook the wine, kim tubbal. That has a deen of kunditin. That's like wine that they put spices. And just like we said that you yotze with kunditin, so you also yotze with yain that is mevushal. Now, yayin mevushal, incidentally, is less potent than regular wine. It's like kunditin is less potent because they're putting the spices in there. So the Hadush is that even though it's less hazak. Still, you're able to be yeah, yotze. Yeah. And the Gemara says, <laughs> Can you be yotze? Now, obviously, if the is asking this question, they did not uh, see this uh, blayta that we just quoted. We just said it's k'diditi. <laughs> so the is asking the question again. He says, "Amar biyona yotzin be'yayin mevushal." You can be yotze. The biyona the is following his reasoning. The biyona the used to drink the four kosot. On Pesach, Hava reshe He would hold his head with a headache until sukkot. Which means here that the wine was very strong for him. And therefore, he would have a custom to drink yain mevushal. Because since the yain mevushal was not as strong, so therefore he would use that. So you see from what? That you have a story that what? The rabbi would drink yain mevushal, so it must be it was kasher. Now the Gemara tells a story about the uh, effects of wine. One day a certain lady saw the face of Rabbi Yonah was shining, it was radiant. radiant, it was glowing. So the lady tells Una, "Saba, Yonah, old rabbi, for sure the radiance of your face is coming from one of three things. Either, or the Either you're a, a wine drinker, because mm-hmm. the behind says, "V'yayin yisamach enosh." Wine gives a person happiness. Or the or you charge interest to people because the people that charge interest that was happy because they make they make money easy. They don't got to do anything. They just lend their money out and they sit back and they're constantly making uh, good money. So the smile or the shine on your face comes from the fact that you don't have any da'agot in panasa or the hazireat or you raise pigs. Raising pigs, it seems in those days, was a profitable industry with very little work. So it's easy. She said, your face shows me you got to be involved in one of these three things. Amar la Let the spirit of this lady, you know, expire. Why? let I don't even have one of these three things. We know he doesn't drink wine because he used to get a headache from the wine that he used to drink on Mel well, Pesa. Certainly he didn't charge interest and certainly he doesn't raise pigs because these things are Asur. So then where did it come from? Ela says I learned Torah and the Torah that I study I remember it and therefore Chokmat Adam the wisdom of a person ta'ir panav which is the glow that you're seeing is coming from the Torah that he is studying. The Teklin Hatin explains that the Torah has all three things because the Torah is compared to wine because the pasuk says Ushtu It's It makes people happy because it's Pikodei Hashem Yischarim Lev. And therefore, uh, the studying of Torah gives all the benefits. And once a person toils in Torah, then already his mind becomes like a mit Kabir. The Anushim start to flow by themselves, even without a lot of effort. Oh, yeah. So therefore, that's he that says, that, uh, I have one item that's inclusive to all three. So comes again says, I'm Tiberia. Rabbi Abu once came to Tiberias. Hamonet tamidot de Rabbi Hanan apoyin the hidden. The students of Rabbi Hanan saw Rabbi Abba's face, or Rabbi Abba's face was glowing. Amru tamidim. So the students said, that Rabbi Yohanan, Ashkach Rabbi Abu Sima. For sure, today Rabbi Abu found the lost object. He must have found the treasure today." Because he's, uh, he's all excited. <laughs> Rabbi Hanan understood that it's not a monetary issue over here. So he went, Amar Leh. So uh, Rabbi Hanan went to Rabbi Abu and said, My <laughs> What's the Hadush today you <laughs> he learned? Amar Leh Tosefta Atika. He says, I found an old Tosefta, which is an old source that was revealed to me. Kariyahalas, so Rabbi Hanan said on him, the wisdom of a person, his face glows." Now the Shiur b'dorayta is a log. There's four biyot in a log, so we just want to get the conversion. Today, what would be the uh, conversion to a log? So the Gemara says, "Temunata de Sipori," which means the. Old measure, the the mm-hmm. old measuring uh, cup that they used to measure moraisa. Moraisa is like the the brand, or oh, no, the fish fats. He says, yeah. mm-hmm. okay, the fish fats. So that cup is the siurave log. It's the cup that they would measure the fats in sipori. You should know that that's exactly the log of the Torah. Amar b'yona, the hachmena he says, I I'm familiar with that uh, that measuring cup. Now Udbet but in the house of Rabbianai, they would use that cup to measure honey. It doesn't matter whether it is honey or fish fats, the point is that's how you'll know the shoot of A no. no. no.